This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Friday, October 4th, 2019. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. During the month of September, the Anne Arundel County Police Department, in association with the Maryland State Police and the Department of Public Safety Correctional Services Warrant Apprehension Unit, conducted several stings in the northern part of the county. This is part of their incident action plan, which targets drugs, guns, prostitution, and human trafficking. And in the end, they arrested 83 people. And here's where it differs from most raids. All of those were offered resources or assistance if they suffered from an addiction. This is all part of the not being able to cure the opioid problem with incarceration. The results of this whole initiative were 35 warrant arrests, 3 gun arrests, 7 guns seized, 4 human trafficking arrests, eight prostitution arrests, seven search warrants, $3,900 in currency seized, one vehicle seized, 128 grams of crack cocaine, 47 grams of heroin or fentanyl, seven grams of prescription medication, and 33 controlled dangerous substance arrests. Of all of those arrests, of all of those 83, 47 of them referred to the Safe Stations program, which is for treatment. So kind of an interesting way of looking at the crime and the drug problem up in North County. This was all funded by the Governor's Office on Crime Control and Prevention, or GOCAP. And if you want to learn a little bit more about the GOCAP program, check the Maryland Crabs podcast. We did a podcast with Glenn Fuston, who is the director of that program. A family of six is temporarily homeless after their townhome caught on fire on Wednesday evening in Arnold. This happened out in the 1100 block of Riverboat Court in the Whispering Woods townhome community. Fire broke out at about 6.15 p.m. and the homeowner said that it broke out in the second floor bedroom closet. Fire did cause an estimated $20,000 in damage. They did suspect a young child may have suffered from smoke inhalation, but they did not require treatment. And two adults and four children have been displaced and they're being helped by the American Red Cross. Saturday is the second biggest football game for Navy when they take on Air Force at 3.30 p.m. at Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium. And you do want to make sure you're following Eye on Annapolis throughout that day because we'll have all sorts of updates for you. But in advance of that game, the Naval Academy is ticking off a lot of people. Uh, And they seem to do this about every three or four years, but they sent out a notice on their Facebook page as well as to their alumni asking people not to throw candy to the midshipmen, which has been a tradition since the early 1990s. In the statement, they said, and I'm going to read this with much authority, The Naval Academy is very proud to be part of such a supportive fan base. Part of that pride comes from the opportunity to showcase an event that is unique to us as the Military Academy, a uniformed march over to the football stadium. This requires an expected level of decorum and professionalism when marching in ranks. We ask that our fans help us in stopping the snack attacks. Please don't toss candy, food, and or beverages to the brigade. I'm sorry. I'm on team lighten up, Francis. I don't remember any midshipmen getting harmed by an errant M&M. And I did see a tweet yesterday where someone said, oh, yeah, stop throwing cheeseburgers. And I've never seen a cheeseburger thrown at a midshipman either. So I say let the candy go. But hey, I'm not the boss of the Naval Academy. We'll leave that one up to Vice Admiral Buck. 
Hey, as we all know, and sadly, the museum in Washington, D.C. is closing down on December 31st after 11 years and 10 million visitors. They just weren't able to make a go of it financially, and they sold the building for $372 million to Johns Hopkins. The Freedom Forum, who owns the museum, said back in May that it had retained a company to help identify temporary space and also permanent space for the museum. However, in an October 1st, they made no mention of the new physical presence of the museum. It just says that the Freedom Forum remains committed to continuing its mission to champion the five freedoms of the First Amendment and to increase the public awareness about the importance of the free and fair press. Between now and the end of the year, the museum is offering a 15% discount off tickets purchased online, and all of its exhibits will remain in place through the end of the year, including the Seriously Funny from the desk of The Daily Show with John Stewart. So if you have never been to the museum in D.C., I do encourage you to get out there and do that. And you can save 15% off by buying your tickets in advance online. Other iconic buildings that may be changing. If you have lived in the area for any period of time, likely you have been to some event up at La Fontainebleau in Glen Burnie. Well, La Fontainebleau is going to be changing its names at the end of the year, and it has been sold. The 66-year-old banquet hall has announced that they have finalized details for a sale to a local ownership group, and they plan to rebrand and renovate La Fontainebleau in 2020. It's 42,000 square feet. It's been on the market since early this year, and the original listing price was $6 million. La Fontainebleau will keep its name throughout the end of the year. It will continue to book events, and the new owners have said they will rebrand the banquet hall into a, quote, full service entertainment center in early 2020, adding a sports bar and a, quote, high energy club. Going forward, they will continue to book events and offer catering as well. So some changes up there in Glen Burnie at La Fontainebleau. All right, that is about it for the top news today. Please make sure you're checking out ionanapolis.net throughout the day because we do update it throughout the day. You want to make sure you're following us on Saturday for our Navy football coverage as well as our Legacy Business Series. And we're going to come out with Buddy's Crabs and Ribs this weekend. So that was an interesting one. It is Friday. We've got a list of suggested things that you may want to think about doing this weekend. And of course, like we have every day, we have George Young with your local DMV weather forecast and he's coming up in just one minute when a ring from the united states naval academy comes into zachary's for a center stone it always makes us wonder where's this one going where's this one been a nuclear sub in the north atlantic a carrier deck in the south pacific the moon 52 astronauts are academy graduates from iwo jima to okinawa corregidor to the coral sea Midway to the Persian Gulf, Congress to the White House. These rings go where America goes. 73 that went to war were awarded the Medal of Honor. But wherever they go, wherever they may serve, our admiration goes with them. Zachary's. Online at Zachary'sJewelers.com. More than a jewelry store, a jeweler. Going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Friday, October 4th. The Annapolis region saw a bit of relief from the heat yesterday with temps back down into the 70s following Wednesday's 90s. And today will be even nicer with more low 70s, less humidity and some cool breezy winds gusting over 20 miles per hour at times following a cold front passing through from the west. 
And that cold front will help usher in some of the coolest air of the fall season with temps in the 40s for many across Anne Arundel County as we wake up Saturday morning to be followed by sunny highs in the 60s in the afternoon. And after that, it'll be back into the 70s on Sunday with a likelihood of more clouds than not throughout the day. So definitely get out and about this weekend and enjoy the first real taste of fall across the region. Okay, that's it for today. This is George Young of DMV Weather. Make it a great weekend out there and be sure to get our free app on all of your devices by searching for DCMDVA Weather in the Apple or Google App Stores and also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and on our website at dmvweather.com so you can always stay weather informed. Have you ever been to the Annapolis Mall when it opens for the day? Maybe you've noticed the line of folks waiting to get into the Apple Store. As you may know, I'm a Mac user, and today's episode of the Daily News Brief, in fact, all of the episodes of the Daily News Brief, have been produced right here on my Mac computer. What you might not know about is MacMedics. They were founded here in Annapolis in 1989, and they are an Apple-authorized premium service provider, the only one in the Baltimore-Annapolis, D.C. area. And what that means to you is that they repair all Apple devices, including the iPhone screens and batteries, all without an appointment. And most repairs are done the same day, usually within two hours. They also sell everything except the iPhone and the watch for the same price as Apple. I don't know why you would go anywhere else. Give them a call at 410-757-MACS, or if you're not into the whole letter thing, 410-757-6227. Stop by their retail store in Severna Park on Benfield Road, or their service center in Lanham, right off of Route 50. Or you can always check them out online at macmedics.com. I'll tell you, they've saved me quite a few times, and I know they can save you. Every weekend, there's something exciting going on in the Annapolis area. Be sure to visit iAnnapolis.net to sign up for a newsletter highlighting all the weekend events. Here are our top picks for this weekend. Busy weekend here in Annapolis, and the keyword is patience. Please remember, we've got the Lifeline 100 bike ride on Sunday. We've got the Annapolis Power Boat Show that's in town all weekend, and we have Navy Air Force on Saturday. So there are going to be plenty of people in town, plenty of traffic, plenty of people that don't know which way they need to go. Please be patient. With that said, let's get into it. We've got a couple things going on all weekend long. As I mentioned, we have the Annapolis Power Boat Show. It got underway yesterday. It does go through Sunday evening, and there are about six 600 power boats there, some beautiful boats ranging from little inflatables to the ones that you really can't afford. Always a fun time down there on City Dock. Tickets are available right at the gate or you can purchase them online. On Saturday and Sunday down in London Town, you can try to escape the Ferguson Tavern. And what Historic London Town and Gardens has done is they have created one of the rooms in one of their buildings as an escape room. This is a fundraiser for the Historic London Town and Gardens and it takes you back to the year of 1770. 63. You've just had an evening of partying with the inn master in Ferguson Tavern. She goes out to the store and locks you in her room to make sure you don't leave before she gets back. Your job, leave before she gets back. Kind of a fun thing to do if you're looking to do that. HistoricLondontown.org is your website. If you're into some spooky things and the historic hauntings, Watermark cruises into their special edition of their ghost tours, and they're always able to get inside some of the haunted houses that are in Annapolis. This year, they are in the barracks. They will have a guide in period costume walk you through the town. You'll visit St. Anne's Cemetery. You will hear the tales of the macabre that haunts 
haunt Annapolis, and you will get a chance to go inside the barracks on Pinckney Street. You do meet at the Compass Rose Benches, which are just adjacent to the Market House. These happen every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday through the month of October, so you want to meet there at 7.30 p.m. Good luck. If you want some music, head on over to Maryland Hall on Saturday. It is Shenandoah Run. This concert gets underway at 8 p.m. And it's not up in the main theater. It's down in the Bowen Theater in the lower level. And if you've never been there, that's a really cool theater. They've developed that into a great venue for any number of different things there. Shenandoah Run is a nine-piece band playing tribute to both Americana and contemporary folk music. I've seen them once or twice, and they are kind of fun. So if you want to go there, MarylandHall.org is your website. Sliding into Sunday. You want to be careful out on the roads because it is the Anne Arundel County Lifeline 100. It is the sixth annual one, and this is a 100-mile bike ride throughout Anne Arundel County. So you're going to see an awful lot of bikes on the road, but they do have shorter rides. They've got a 65-mile ride. They've got a 30-mile ride, and they also have a 15-mile ride. You can register on-site at Kinder Farm Park up in Millersville, or you can buy tickets in advance at active.com. This is a fun event, a great way to see the county. I am going to be doing a 30-mile ride along with a 10-mile mile extension and having a great time because the weather looks absolutely fantastic. A little bit later on Sunday morning, it is the fall edition of the First Sunday Arts Festival in Annapolis. The first block of West Street is closed down as well as parts of Calvert Street. It gets underway at 11 a.m., goes till about 5 p.m. Music vendors, dancing, entertainment, food, you name it, they've got it. You know the drill has been going on for years. It's a lot of fun. One of the last First Sunday Arts of the year. And finally, probably the event that I am most looking for forward to this weekend is happening on Sunday at Art Farm, which is located at 111 Chinkapin Round Road. And it is the debut of Journalist Matter, Faces of the Capital Gazette. If you follow Paul Gillespie, who's a photographer for the Capital Gazette on Twitter or Facebook, you have seen some of the incredible images that he has been making over the last six or eight months of Capital Gazette team members, people that survived the shootings, and family members of those that did not. Perhaps some of the most powerful images I have ever seen anywhere. And this is the exhibit opening. It's going to be at Art Farm in Annapolis. It gets underway at 5 p.m. on Sunday evening, goes till 8 p.m. I highly encourage everybody to get out there not only to see Paul's work and the exhibit, but also to check out Art Farm because it's really kind of a cool place to check out. You notice I didn't say much about Navy football because there's not much I can tell you about that. That game is completely sold out. There are no tickets available. So if you're going, enjoy the game. Follow us. We'll have some updates and some commentary throughout the game. And regarding Navy football, go Navy, beat Chair Force. That's about it for the weekend. Whatever you do, have a great time. Do it safely. We want to see you here on Monday and... Have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, eyeonannapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.